Welcome to the IndyCar Conference Call. My name is Sylvia, and I'll be operator for today's call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Later, we will conduct a question and answer session. During a question and answer session, if you have a question, please press star then 1 on your touchtone phone. Please note that this conference is being recorded. I will now turn the call over to Mark Robinson. Mr. Robinson, you may begin. Thank you very much, Sylvia. And again, media, welcome to today's IndyCar teleconference. As you all know, earlier today, IndyCar released the 2019 IndyCar Series race schedule, which includes 17 races at 16 tracks across North America. Among the venues announced was Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. So we're pleased to welcome to the call today Mark Miles, the president and CEO of Holman & Company, which is the owner of IndyCar and Indianapolis Motor Speedway, as well as Bobby Epstein, who's the founder and chairman of the Circuit of the Americas. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Mark, we'll start with you uh, quickly, just a couple of quick questions. Um, obviously, a very exciting day here for IndyCar with the announcement of the schedule. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? Well, the first one is I'm glad Bobby's on the call. It uh, pretends well for part of the news today, and uh, it's been a pleasure working with him to get to this point. One of my thoughts is that here we are, and we're not yet to Sonoma in the finale for 18, and we got a schedule out. And... Uh, uh, that's good in and of itself, and it's great, again, that the championship is coming down to the wire um, with Scott the Phoenix Dixon uh, coming back and, and being in the lead for the last race. Uh, we're really delighted with this schedule in so many ways. Um, th at the top level, obviously, it starts again for the ninth consecutive year with St. Petersburg, uh, March 10th, and ends... Uh, on the West Coast in about the same date with Laguna Seca. Um, we are delighted to have two new events. I mentioned Laguna Seca and I mentioned Coda. Coda will be in the spring, March 24th. We think that's a great time there. Helps us uh, get more momentum earlier, I think. Um, and, it, and there's so much to say about, about Circuit of the Americas and Bobby and his team. We're, we just could not be more delighted that that's uh, a new feature on the calendar. And we're stoked about Laguna Seca. Um, hard to improve on Sonoma as a destination event, but if it could be done, I think Monterey and Laguna Seca helps us do that. The feedback from uh, all of our stakeholders, from sponsors and media and broadcasters and, uh, and the teams is really favorable. People want to be in Monterey, and they love that track. We're glad that um, uh, this, this uh, schedule allows us to get back to three Saturday night ovals, which we think is a, a, a great element, um, kind of part of what we are and have been. We can't wait for the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500-mile race. It was building before the 100th, and it's continued to build, and uh, I have no doubt that the 103rd will, will meet and, and even continue to stretch the standards that we expect of it. I think there's good balance between the types of events with seven road courses and five ovals and five uh, street races. And uh, we shouldn't forget that next year will be our first year where NBC, NBCSN will have all this. And I know from the enormous amount of work that's already uh, been going into this and planning that they're, they're committed, they're focused, they're creative, and expect good things in the way they cover us from St. Pete through uh, Laguna Seca. Very good, very good. Thank you, Mark. Uh, let's turn it over to Bobby here for a quick question. Uh, second race of the season coming up in 2019 for the IndyCar Series. Bobby, how much excitement is there around IndyCar racing coming to Circuit of the Americas? Well, I think the, the response has been overwhelming. It's been building for years. Um, heard, we've heard from the fans in the very first year that it's something that they they wanted to see, and it's been nice that over the time... Uh, that over time, the the drivers have I guess heard from from others who have participated in race at the track and, and heard good things about it, and so they've actually been <clears throat> really supportive. <clears throat> excuse me, and asking and asking for this, and uh, and locally the excitement's tremendous. I think we've gotten more messages today um, of congratulations and excitement uh, than I, than we ever have for anything we've done. So. So I, I'm excited, and uh, I think it's going to translate to a great event. And there's also been a tremendous out, out, 
outpouring of support on, on social media as well today between drivers and fans alike. So that has to even have you more revved up for, for next season. Well, absolutely. It's, for me personally, my, my family all grew up in Indianapolis, uh, and I spent my summers there, and I remember, uh, you know, having the, the, the souvenir glasses as a kid with, with the, you know, Foyt and Unser's names and, and, and Mario and some of the greats, and, and so for me personally, this is a, a, a great, a great thing to have happen, and, and, uh, it's got such a long, great history and tradition, and, um, I tell you, the, the effort that Mark and all of his staff put in to, to putting a great product together and giving the fans a great show and, and wanting the teams to have a great experience is, is really impressive. I mean, they really listen to the fans and the drivers and their sponsors, and they make, I think, a, a very uh, perhaps underappreciated, underrecognized effort, a wholehearted effort to really put together and deliver a season of, of exciting racing and and great venue experiences. I mean, they really wanted this to happen, and and they they make they, they really put together um, they, they really put together a great product, and and they work together as a team really well. So it's been a pleasure for us. Well, Bobby, I know everyone at IndyCar is very excited about our opportunity to come to Coda next year. Uh, Sylvia, let's let's go ahead and, and open it up for media questions. Thank you. We'll now begin the question and answer session. If you have a question, please press star, then 1 on your touchtone phone. If you wish to be removed from the queue, please press the pound sign or the hash key. If you're using a speaker phone, you may need to pick up the handset first before pressing the numbers. Once again, if you have a question, please press star, then 1 on your touchtone phone. And our first question comes from Bruce Martin from Auto Week. Gentlemen, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, uh, Mr. Miles, uh, I noticed that by shifting the schedule around, you've got a pretty action-packed March and a action-packed early part of April, but then there's a month gap between uh, the Toyota Gr- or the Long Beach Grand Prix and the IndyCar Grand Prix. you view that as a problem? Will that be time for, say, open tests at the Speedway, ROP, things of that nature? Uh, good question. Um, first of all, Easter is in that open period, as you called it, and uh, and I so we almost look at it as a week that you know is not available to us. Yeah. Um, so, but but nevertheless, your your observation is fair. Um, yeah, I, we're looking at whether or not there's an open test uh, at IMS on the speed on the oval. In that period, I think that's uh, a real possibility. And I guess in a perfect world, uh, there might be another race in there, but we think it, you know, it will work. And um, especially if we end up deciding to, to get to Indianapolis for a test. And one one other question I have is, uh, and either Bobby or Mark can uh, answer this. But Mark, I know that you uh, had negotiations with Eddie Gossage. Uh, to get them with the four-year renewal. I noticed that the IndyCar race will be a week before the first NASCAR race at Texas. Do you kind of look at that as two different fan bases that it won't really interfere with each event? Well, um, first of all, just I, I think you said it correctly. It's a week before the first NASCAR event in Texas, but at, at COTA. No. I'm sorry, at TMS. Yes. But yeah, our code event is before that. Um, uh, look, I would I'd just say this that, um, and, and I, I think what Bobby thinks is in, more important than what I think in a way because he's uh, now invested in IndyCar and he's a promoter that uh, wouldn't have signed up if he didn't think he could make it all work. But we believe to a point more is better. So I said to a point because I, I'm sure there are some practical market-driven limits, but we think having Coda, um, being at the Circuit of the Americas in Austin and being at Texas Motor Speedway uh, is great. It's an important state. They're important economies. They're both great markets for us to be in, and I think, if anything, they can develop IndyCar uh, racing and the fan base uh, between them. I think they're complementary. So um, there's other racing going on. We, uh, we could go through probably and look track by track at where there's some 
NASCAR in the market. I think they're different products, and um, we think this will all work very well for us in that early part of the season. And if Mr. Epstein can uh, speak on that. I don't I don't know that we see it as a as a negative. I think if there's racing fans that follow I like to follow both series, they can make a Texas two step out of it and take a great week of vacation and go to both events. I would hope. But we've learned I think we've learned that putting a Coda race on the same weekend as TMS upsets the Apple cart a little bit. So um I'm hoping that that a week apart will be just just fine and I do think I think the overlap of fans will hopefully be, be minimal, and, and they both can be great events and, and, and not cannibalize each other. I really don't see that to be an issue. Okay, congratulations on joining IndyCar. Thanks. Our next question comes from Gary Fraley from Dallas Morning News. Uh, hey, Bobby, thanks for doing this. I'm just curious. What tells you or what told you that Texas is big enough to handle two uh, IndyCar races in one one calendar season? Oh, uh, I think those two events are far enough apart that if you're an IndyCar fan, you probably are excited about it. Mm-hmm. That would be the way I'd look at it. It's a, it's a real positive in trying to build the sport, and if I follow it, an IndyCar comes to my area twice, that's that's twice as good. Do you see you working, Coda working in concert with TMS to grow the sport in this area? Um, I I have no doubt that we'll look at ways we can do stuff together and, and grow it. It's in it's in both of our interests, and they're very different products. I mean, the, the oval race and the road race, um, I think, are, are each unique, and I, I hope that. Uh, they, that, that uh, together it just builds more interest in the sport. Thank you. If I could add something there, and this is Mark Miles, I, I, I'm not suggesting that all the markets are identical, but if you look at, at the Midwest and you say Indianapolis, Detroit, mid-Ohio, and a little bit later, um, Safeway, Safeway, sorry, Gateway in St. Louis, um, they, they feed on each other. And they're they're not precisely the same distances, but we have no doubt, and we have good data uh, that that fans want to take in as many as they can of those events. If you, if we go to Gateway, um, it, I feel like I'm at the 500. I see more Colts jerseys and Indianapolis uh, speed motor speedway fans um, there. And and I see a lot of St. Louis people here, and we see people from Detroit, Mid Ohio. So it's a similar sort of uh, uh, geographic area, and I have no doubt that they build on each different on each other. And we'll see, but it might also be that for those IndyCar fans in the area to see both the oval and the road course, the different uh, formats uh, could be particularly interesting. Great. Thank you. I think we've we've got the. We really are very distinct markets. Um, since San Antonio and our proximity to Houston, hopefully you've got 22 million people within a three-and-a-half-hour drive of Austin. And I think that that's, that's a pretty big sampling, and you put that against a lot of the other areas if you take that Midwest circle that that Mark is referring to. Um, there should be more than enough people to support two events, and it should make um, race fans just all that much more excited to have uh, two events in the same state. Thank you. Our next question comes from Mark Cipollone from Auto Racing. Hello, gentlemen. Um, first of all, again, congratulations to both of you for this announcement. Mark, for the whole schedule, really. It's probably the best uh, IndyCar schedule I've seen in many, many years. Uh, question for you, Mark. Um, how many years is this uh, agreement with Circuit of Americas, is it a one-year deal or is it a multi-year deal? It's definitely a multi-year deal. We hope to be there for a very long time. Excuse me? I said we hope to be there for a long time, but the agreement is multi-year. Okay, great. Um, And I guess a question for Bobby. 
I don't think anybody ever believed that you can that you could have drawn the number of Formula One fans that you did um, to your circuit, you know, uh, in, in Texas. I don't think Texas was ever viewed as a, as a you know an F1 mecca, but yet you did. Um, was having two um, big concerts um, every year part of draw, helping to draw those fans? And if so, is something like that planned for the IndyCar race where you, so you can fill those grandstands because you have a lot of them? Hey, well, you covered a lot there. First, as a, you said, when you say no one thought we could draw that many people, we we would like to draw more. We're, we thought we'd do better than we've done. So... Uh, got both sides, but I think um, I think what we've tried to do, whether it's the music acts or anything else, for anyone who's been to a, to one of the events at Coda, is we really have tried to design the, the circuit um, around not just the driver but the fan and trying to give a weekend festival experience. And I think whether that's a lot of you know a bunch of stages and a lot of great great Austin music along with some big headliners and, and then a lot of other engaging fan activities and activations. Um, and then you, you combine that with unparalleled views of a road course where you can from one seat see eight to ten turns. Um, I think all that adds to bringing the crowd in. One thing that 100,000 people allows you to do is bring in the bigger headliner. And... Um, and so I think, I think it, that didn't really happen for the first several years of F1. So as we see the business build and we see the crowds, uh, we'll be better able to determine just, just how programming can be. Okay, thank you. Our next question comes from Josh Farmer from Motorsports. Yes. Um, first off, congratulations, Mark and Bobby, on today's announcement. Um, I just have a question for Mark. Um, you mentioned in the re- in the release that um, um, that consistency is is a, a key theme. But that being said, um, do you see um, for 2020? Do you um, do you see the schedule expanding beyond 17 races? Uh, I don't think that's not our objective. And so um, a lot of you know, it'd have to be pretty compelling for us to expand the total number. As to consistency, that's not just whether it's 16 or 17 or 18. That's all sort of in the same ballpark. Um, we, we, although we do feel like 17 is a good number for us now. Um, it, that that comment is more about the number of events that you can go through and know have been either tent poles or or certainly with us for a very long time, including the Texas Motor Speedway and. I mentioned that this is the ninth year to start the series calendar of the championship race in uh, St. Pete and Long Beach, and it goes on. So we're really proud of those long-term relationships. Those events are getting better and growing, uh, and uh, and that's more what we mean. That, I think, consistency is also some level of balance between the different uh, formats of our racing. Uh, so it isn't going to be the same, and I think it's really exciting that there are a couple new venues uh, added for next year, uh, but you know it's familiar to, to our fans, and I think people will will be delighted by the changes that are part of this and the things that are familiar. Okay, thank you very much. Our next question comes from Jerry Bonkowski from NBC Sports. Congratulations, gentlemen. Mark, uh, one question for you. Uh, when you guys originally announced Laguna Seca, the drivers were absolutely unanimous in their excitement to go back there. Uh, did you talk to some of the drivers about their thoughts about going to Coda, and how excited are they to go as well? I'd say it's off the charts. Whether it's drivers who want to be there on that great stage, in that great market, on uh, a world-class track, um, or the team owners who want to bring their sponsors, everybody is thrilled about it, haven't heard a peep of anything except uh, enthusiastic support. Great. Thank you very much. We have no further questions at this time. All right. Thank well, you all for being with us. Yes, we'd like to thank you for attending. Uh, Mark and Bobby, we'd like to thank you for your participation today. 
And just a quick reminder to media that this teleconference will be available on a digital tape replay. Oh, uh, Sylvia, do I see we have a couple more questions? Yes. Our first question from Mark from Ultras Racing. Uh, hi. Um, question for both uh, Bobby and Mark. Uh, there's still a lot of, you know, talk out there, rumors that Fernando Alonso may be in the IndyCar series next year. Uh, Mark, how big will that be for IndyCar if it, that were to happen? And Bobby, how important will that be to, let's say, your uh, ticket sales? I'm glad you asked that. Also. Well, go ahead, Bobby. No, I said, I'm glad you asked the question. I was going to ask Mark also, is Fernando going to be in the series? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any new news uh, other than the calendar. I know that it's something that all the related, all the interested parties are working together on, and um, I'm hopeful that uh, that he'll be able to join the series full-time next year. Uh, there isn't a deadline that I know of that, that's in concrete, and... Uh, and, you know, even tomorrow, I guess people know that he's going to be in an IndyCar, uh, getting comfortable with it, uh, on a road course at Barber. So we think that, um, we sure hope it happens and, uh, we're trying to be helpful to that. Um, if it happens, I think it'll, uh, be another affirming step for IndyCar and its trajectory and growth. We're, um, we're hearing that right now in terms of additional interested parties uh, as inter prospective international broadcasters um, where probably uh, his his uh, joining IndyCar will be even bigger news than it, it might be in the States. I think it's also worth noting, while nothing is done that I know about, um, there are prospects for one or more uh, Mexican drivers in the series next year. And frankly, in Texas, uh, that could have even more impact and, and other places like Long Beach. And we've got a lot of uh, Mexican-American and Hispanic fans in this country, and I think to the extent that any of that happens, it's all good good news. I think from our standpoint, um, having Alonzo would be terrific. I think it speaks to the excitement uh, the drivers have towards being a part of the IndyCar series, um, the excitement of the racing, and just um, their their desire to to get you know he's a little he's he's very experienced in his career, and where he decides you know what I'd like to do at this point is uh, race an IndyCar because it's it's going to be something I really want to do. Um, I think it speaks to the quality of the. Of the uh, show and of the competition, it was a little-known fact that Alexander Rossi was actually the first driver of any sort to drive on Coda. We had nine of the turns finished, not even. And we've got 20 turns. We had about nine of the turns finished, and he he came out uh, very early in his career and just checked it out and, and took a car around. I think he and Mario were the first guys to to come and visit Coda and, and check out the track. But it'd be great. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Was there one more question? Yes, Sylvia, I believe we do have a couple more, correct? Oh, Sylvia, are you there? <laughs> we may have lost our operator. She, she, uh, she asked for a number to call us back if there was a disconnection, so maybe she'll call right back. Hello? Or maybe not. Hello? Thank you. Hello, can you... We have Jonathan oh, Green. You... Please go ahead. <laughs> Hi, guys. Jonathan Green from Speed City here in Austin. Uh, congratulations to both gentlemen. I can assure you that the racing community, both here in Austin uh, and I'm sure across the United States and the social media is blowing up, uh, confirming that is so excited. I think since the circuit opened, we've, we've been wishing this to happen because it really is going to be, uh, you know, a year which is bookended by the top two single-seater series in the world. Um, so we're all delighted here. But a quick question for uh, well, both gentlemen, Mark Miles and, and Bobby. Um, you talked about how the drivers in India are looking forward to coming to this now iconic circuit. Um, but there has been talk about, you know, maybe doing a shortened version like the V8 did 
or, or, or maybe changing the course of the track because of comparisons to Formula One. But in some ways, do you not feel that's irrelevant and that the, and, and the Indy fans and Indy car drivers will want to do, including Alonso, will want to do the full Formula One circuit um, so that we, so, we, so that the circuit can show off, you know, the full 3.14 uh, miles? Jonathan, there's, there's no plans to do a shortened course. I mean, I think part of the beauty of what the guys want to drive is the, we, we've got a, I think we've got a winning formula and, and, uh, in the track as it is, and I don't think it needs any changes, but we've always tinkered with other ideas in terms of what changes could we make that would make the racing even more exciting. And there's, there's one feature we've looked at that would allow an additional, I think, great passing opportunity in the, um, kind of in the turn six, seven area that wouldn't be hard to do. I don't know if we'll do it, but, um, if, if we do anything, it'll be minor. Okay. And Mark, um, your thoughts, I mean, you mentioned the multi-year deal. They're reporting here in Austin that it's a five-year deal. Um, but is, is your sort of hope that it would be a long-term thing so that, so that we can, you know, the, the, there'll be a, a crowd to build on, uh, year on year? Yeah, it, it's, uh, that report is erroneous. But as I okay. said, it's multi-year, and we hope they're there for a very long time. You've heard us say, even on this call, that we value successful relationships which were, are sustained and which give our fans, you know, kind of a habitual sense of what our circuit looks like, what our championship points race looks like. So we love the Austin market. I think it's going to love IndyCar. Uh, the Circuit of the Americas and Bobby and his team, we think, are, are compelling uh, ingredients to long-term success. And so I hope that IndyCar is there for many, many years to come. Thank you, Mark, and thank you, Bobby. Appreciate it, and congratulations, both of you. Thanks, Jonathan. You know, one thing we haven't talked about, Mark, is we do want to do some things to make this race a little bit uh, unique and, and special, as we we think the experience of driving is going to be. But one of the things we're going to offer is uh, we're looking at doing uh, a special uh, nice cash bonus for if a guy qualifies on the pole and then wins the race on Sunday. If you have the same, the pole sitter who qualifies first, also wins the race, we're going to have a special uh, probably $100,000 bonus for that if that happens. And we're looking well, if we at, do that, Will Power will be really great. We're going to do some things to make this interesting and fun. And, uh, and you know, if we can take this the second richest purse in IndyCar racing to the uh, 500, that's certainly something we're looking at doing. And it just, uh, you know, it all, of course, goes to the fans, and the response we get, which, which we think is going to be really good, but you know, I think the response will allow us to do some unique things and 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 make, do some things that distinguish it from uh, other events. The next question is from Joey Barnes with Motorsports Tribune. Hey, uh, Mr. Miles, um, you had, for first off, it's an impressive schedule, but um, to kind of follow it up with something that, that you had talked about just a few questions ago, talking about the, the Mexican-Hispanic fan base, and it just so happens we're going to have a Mexican-American Indy Lights champion that's very charismatic entering the series next year. So uh, does this move with CODA kind of negate further exploring those opportunities that were talked about previously about going to Mexico for a race? No, it doesn't. We think it adds momentum, and uh, if the right circumstances can be put together in Mexico, which is a lot of you know needles to thread, but if that's possible, uh, we remain interested in the possibility of developing a, a, a race and being in Mexico. Fair enough. Thank you. Next question comes from Jeff Olson from IndyCar. Hey guys, congratulations. Uh, nice lineup, uh, well done. Mark, I just had a quick question. Um, you, you touched on this earlier, but a lot of owners have mentioned, mentioned this in the past about consistency and placement on the schedule. And I feel like you've, you've kind of achieved that. There's, aside from the two, you know, the two new tracks, there aren't really any, there's not much movement in terms of where they are on the, on the calendar. And can you go ahead and expand on that just a little bit? Yeah, well, 
You know, one of the toughest things for sanctioning bodies to do, folks who run leagues really in any sport, is to make the schedule. There's so many different considerations. It starts with um, the league's desire to have the strongest possible events where events are compelling and dominant in the market where you compete and capable of making uh, national news and achieving television ratings, media ratings. But it, you, you quickly go to all the considerations for the promoter. Um, what uh, what works most years in a place might not work in a given year because they host a, a major event they get from time to time, or there's a, a, a another local event that comes in that, uh, that folks have to sort out. Um, you, you've got to marry those considerations with the optimal television schedule and the, and the concerns of your broadcasters and all that. So. You know, we are, we will always be looking on the margins to improve the reach and strength of our series through its schedule while taking care of all those other considerations at the same time. So it's a kind of alchemy and it takes lots of communication and you almost never can deal with a track on a sort of bilateral basis between just you and them. You have, if there's a, if they need to make a change, it has a domino effect on others and um, our, our Stephen Starks is on point for us to do that. I think he's doing a great job. I think we're getting better at it. And um, uh, you know our philosophy. We're not looking to grow the number at this point. As our economics improve, that would be great. But for now, I think this is about the right size. We think it's about the right length, although we're still of a view that if we could find one or two really strong international races that Add value for the series and the and the competitors in February. Uh, that's something we would look at, and that would be an exception to the idea that we're big enough uh, as we're sized right now. That would give us a reason to look at growing the number of events. But generally, you know, we don't want to go too long into September. We'd like to start earlier in, in February if it was out of the U.S. Um, and, you know, I want to see more people in seats and more impact in the markets where we race. I think that's generally happening, and we'll continue to look for ways to improve on that. All right. Great. Thanks. Our next question is from Mark from Ultra Racing. Um, question from Mark. Um, your TV schedule, I guess, is going to be announced soon. Is that uh, true? And um, being CODIS, being such a big event, is there a good chance that might get an NBC um, slot instead of an NBC Sports Network slot? Um, yes. To the first part of the question, we expect to announce the full broadcast schedule in the next couple weeks or so. And one of the one of the uh, attributes of the new relationship with NBC is, as you know, there will be three additional events events on NBC broadcast or free to air. Saying that, I, I, um, I'm not going to announce the schedule today, but I don't think it looks like uh, it will be NBC for CODA, at least in year one. It's more likely to be NBCSN. But, look, they're going to do a great job with all their events and, and to finally have the opportunity to promote from race to race to race across one media uh, conglomerate's uh, platforms we think will help not just because of the additional free-to-air coverage, but also because of the continuity and ability to promote. We have no further questions at this time. Great. So, yeah, thank you very much. So, with that, we'll wrap up today's IndyCar teleconference. Um, Mark and Bobby, we want to thank you once again for your participation. And a reminder to media that this teleconference will be available on a digital tape replay in approximately one hour. To access the system, participants need to dial 888-843-7419 or if calling internationally, plus one six three zero six five two three zero four two. excuse me, 3042, and enter passcode number 44416562 and hashtag. Also, a full transcript of the teleconference will be available in approximately one hour after the conclusion of this call on IndyCar Media website, which is media.indycar.com. Again, Mark, Bobby, thank you very much, and have a great day. Thanks, Mark. Thanks.
thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This concludes today's conference. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect. Thank you.